This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo, to whom, as usual, I will bow down and say hello, Jojo. Hello, Graham. How are you doing? Uh, Jojo, I'm doing fine. Jojo, how are you doing? How was your week? It was It was fine. It was, uh-huh. it was quiet and all that good stuff, so yeah. All that good you. stuff? All that good stuff. Hey, I love all that good stuff. I, I, I can't, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I love all that good stuff, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a week. I'm not going to say it's been uneventful, but it's been certainly a good week. And uh, it's a week to discuss Wednesday. No other day of the week is worth discussing but Wednesday. What do you think? <laughs> what do you say, Jojo? Yes, yes. Well, welcome to you if you are watching us via YouTube. And also, if you have stumbled upon this podcast for the first time on the different platforms, we are kicking and streaming, the original one. So what we do, Jocelyn and I, we watch a series that are exclusively streaming regardless of the platform and then we will tell you what we think about it and what reasons we think you should watch it or not of course we are not professional critics or anything like that but we will cheat on what we don't like and we will gloat about the things we like and it yes Yes. isn't that what critics do anyway i i think so i yeah you know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right works for me if it works for you, it works for me. So, <laughs> today we are discussing the series Wednesday, which is based on the Adams family, the daughter, uh, the elder daughter of the Adams. And uh, it, it was surprising because for me, it was one of those things that I didn't know what to expect. And because I didn't know what to expect, I built no illusions or expectations that it was going to be a good series. However, I always was under the suspicion that why wouldn't it be a good series when it has the fantastic hands of Tim Burton (laughs) on it? And I have to say, I have to start by saying, I wasn't disappointed. I am absolutely blown away by this. I have very few qualms with this show, and I am absolutely dying to hear what you have to say, Georgia. What did you think of Wednesday? Oh, I, I, uh, I, I have to say, I, I, you basically took the words right out of mouth, my mouth. That's that's the way I felt too. I, I, I was surprised. I think I, I was not as pop culture influenced to know how much of a influence Wednesday Adams is. I, I didn't really realize that she was as big of a thing as she is. Like. I knew that, that, you know, there's been the Adams Family movies and that kind of thing, but I, and the original series, of course, but I, I did not know there was so much love for Wednesday. So uh, with the, admitting that, I'm admitting, yes, I'm old. <clears throat> but yeah, so she is a fun character. And and I think in the in the hands of Tim Burton, this is a fantastic, fantastic series. And uh, it's it's just, it's, it's great fun to watch. I think it was extremely well done. I think... Mm-hmm. I- I do have some problems with the casting, mm-hmm. but we will we will go over that. But it has nothing to do with the young actor who plays Wednesday or anything like that. When we, when we get to the casting, we will talk about it a little bit more. 
But other than that, for me, this series is it's done justice not only to the to the series of the Adams family, but also it is a fantastic through line to the past and what should be considered the future of the Adams, but looking very much longer into the future. And what I can see here is that for a series or, or a story that has been dormant forever since the Adams appeared and, you know, the last iteration of it was made with Raul Julia and, and Angelica Houston and Christina Ricci back then, for a series that was dormant, I see the creation of a universe, of a whole Adams universe right now, much in the same way that a lot of shows and series have been recreated and split with different stories from different bloodlines and different people. And so I can see that coming and I'm enjoying it. I can see a revival of more movies, of more series coming out. So this to me, it's the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful friendship, if you will. <laughs> and I'm entirely excited about it, Judge. What, what, what say you? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I can see that too. And I, um, I think it's, it's fantastic because I really wonder what the original writers of the series from the 60s, I think, early 60s on TV, if they would have ever expected anything like this you know, for it to be as suddenly popular, repopular as it is, if they thought that, oh, you know, in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, this is going to be, you know, a cultural phenomena again in pop, in pop culture. So <laughs> I, I would love to hear what, what they would have to say, because I think that's fantastic. But yeah, I agree with you. I can see a whole bunch of spinoffs coming and a whole bunch of, of, as you said, the universe expanding. If you hear yelling in the background, that is my deaf dog. I don't yeah. know what's wrong with him. <laughs> He's fine in the set. No, there's no abuse or anything going on. I know it sounds horrible, but he's he's deaf and he he sometimes gets lonely. So. He's just trying to figure out why he can't hear himself. I that's suppose. probably it. I it's think. Like, yeah. So. I know that's noise that I'm making, but why I can't hear it, I don't know. Yes, but exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, my other two dogs are going. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's that's amazing. But yeah, Jojo. I mean, you know, with the Adams growing up in Latin America. The series of The Adams, which by all account was already an old series, you know, was in black and white, and it was one of those things that we enjoyed watching. But I remember in the Dominican Republic, in Spanish, the show, the show is retitled Los Locos Adams, instead of The Adams Family, La Familia Adams, it was called Los Locos Adams, like a family of crazy people, uh, last name Adams. And that's what I always thought of them for the longest time. Like, oh, it's just a bunch of crazy people that weird people that live in a mysterious house and blah, blah, blah. And until I started watching the series, actually in English, it started to kind of make sense to me that the Adams were probably perfectly normal in a world of people who thought of themselves as normal and them as weird. And so I started taking a completely different perspective of the Adams. And then in the 90s, the movie came out with Raul Julia, which I think it was one of his last, the last things he did. 
And I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, it was the first time uh, I was seeing a Latino in such a prominent role, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the case at all. I mean, in the 90s, you know, Latinos were were stepping into some really, really huge lights in terms of protagonism in Hollywood with the arrival of Antonio Banderas and blah, blah, blah. So, but the thing is, I felt like Raul Julia was perfect to play Gomez Adams. Like, perfect, perfect. Such a refined um, performance mm-hmm. and, and a sense of belonging. He belonged there. Uh, his presence was, he was Gomez Adams. And, and that blew my mind. And that, that's when I actually fell in love with this entire story. And so I cannot tell you how excited I am that this has been remade. And uh, later on, you will know why. And hence, I do have a problem with the casting of, of Luis Guzman <laughs> here. But uh, let's talk about this show for a moment before we do that. Let's uh, listen to you, sort of like breaking it down for folks. Like, w- w- what is this show about, Jojo? <laughs> I'll do my best. So this is, of course, is, if you've been paying attention, it's based on the character of Wednesday Adams, who is from older TV series and movies. This is a creation of Tim Burton's. And this is a kind of a expansion of her story, not really a retelling, I don't think, but an expansion of what's, what is going on with Wednesday, the young daughter of the family. And so it's going to be, uh, it's part of her time as a student when she's trying to master some of her supernatural abilities and also work on a past mystery that happened to her family. So yeah, you got lots of, of fun, dark elements in the series, um, some great performances, some really cool visuals, and it's, it's, it's a fun series. Yeah, I mean, the first thing one has to say is that you can see, I think Tim Burton has his own filter. <laughs> you know? Yes, I know. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like he's got it trademarked. He's Man. like, oh, now before we start filming, I slap these things on the camera. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and there's a color palette uh, yes. in everything that Tim Burton touches. And for yes. some reason, the entire time, I was expecting. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> to pop up somewhere. <laughs> I'm serious, man. You know, I'm because like... she she typically does. You know, if Tim Burton is in it, at some point, you know, we're gonna see we're gonna see her. So yeah, and yeah, and color palette exactly, just like um, uh, oh gosh, I had the name and it went away, but um, Wes Anderson. Yes, you can yes. you can you know a Wes Anderson film almost immediately by the by the color palette. And occasionally yeah. you'll walk into like an old school doctor's office or something and be like, "Oh my god, I'm in a Wes Anderson film." <laughs> Absolutely. And here's a crazy thing: out of eight chapters or episodes, I think he directed three of them, but the other five that he left on on the hands of other directors, nothing changed. Again, his touch was always there, and the the storytelling style is just it's just an amazing thing. It's such a signature thing. Uh, it, it, I don't know that 
it could have been such a beautifully made thing if it, if his hands were on this. Because, like I said, when I heard that Wednesday was coming out, I, I thought somebody's looking to revive something and maybe create, uh, you know, that's what you do these days, right? Make a universe out of out of something old and like Marvel has done, like DC has done, and why not create an entire franchise? But this is this is really well thought, well done, and again, the storytelling here is something to be reckoned with. I am absolutely positive about that one. Yeah, agreed. So, nevermore. The insight we get into Nevermore is, for me, what this show is all about, right? Because not only does it give you an insight of why there is a Nevermore and what, what's the purpose behind Nevermore, but it also gives you an insight of, of again, a through line to the origin of the Adams. And it's amazing that the story is about Wednesday, but yet it takes you back to kind of like make you figure out and understand where the atoms come from and why it is important <laughs> to understand this family and and what, again, the story behind Nevermore is all about. And it takes a turn where it doesn't get really preachy, but it, it sort of tells you a little bit of... Um, how cyclical hatred is mm. you mm -hmm. know hatred and bigotry is cyclical i always hate it when people say nowadays this 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 and that it is a new thing now people boom and you know things are changing no it's not a question of things are changing it's just like hatred has a lot of faces but it's cyclical there's always somebody somewhere within an epoch, trying to pin the blame on somebody else. There's always someone making another one, another group of people looking like they are the bad guys. There's always someone who is trying to gain power by making others, by authorizing others. That yes. is as simple as that. Yes. And so hatred is cyclical. And when... You just have to stop for a moment and think about why is there someone who, who, who seems to have a vested interest in making me believe that these people are bad, that these people are culpable for everything that has ever gone wrong. And then you'll figure out for yourself. This is, this is how you get to the truth about history you know the, the whitewashed version of history will always demonize a group of people who in reality have never had that much power <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's completely true that. it's completely true because i mean if they had power they wouldn't be <laughs> you wouldn't be picking on them right they, would have, won. <laughs> they would have won <laughs> right, because exactly, victory exactly. belongs to, to to he who told the story who tells the story Right? Yes, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, so I, if these people were that powerful, yeah. if they were that venomous, if they were that that evil, they probably would have won. Yeah, they would have wiped you off the face of the earth. So, <laughs> yeah. 
that's the other thing too that is just is 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 fun. there so you're talking about this and it calls to mind something we started talking about before we started recording but uh in france i just learned this and it's really fascinating to me but in france there is and i'm sure you know all about it but in france france there's this group of people that have been and were hated throughout history and i can't remember the name but they were just despised, completely 100% despised. And they, if you came from that area of France, you were shunned. If you, uh, and they were made to wear certain types of clothing so people would know who they were and, and all kinds of things. And are we talking about the Romans? The Ro- no, no, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's even weirder than that. <laughs> Yeah, so they're, is, like, they're like treated sort of like viewed as the gypsies of sort of yeah yeah, yeah. but so, so like history could never explain why mm-hmm. the french hated these folks so much and you know with dna testing recently they did dna testing because they were like these people again these people must have come from somewhere else you know they're not they're not actually french there must be some reason for this hatred and prejudice that's been going on for centuries and centuries and and their genetic profile is exactly the same as <laughs> all the other french folks right. so uh, with the exception of perhaps a little bit of inbreeding because you know it was very discouraged for anybody to marry within these people that wasn't one of them that kind of thing right but so that's just what it was like they were like okay the people from this village suck <laughs> exactly and that's it just the only started that's, like that right there's just they suck you know and that was that was it that was and there's absolutely no difference like culturally they don't really have any differences other than what was pressed upon them by the other french people they have they speak their same language they it's just was it was just suddenly like you all suck you come from this one area so you yeah. suck and is that that's completely fascinating to me because Hatred is it comes about in so many different ways, and the fact that this there's genuinely not that there is ever a good reason for hatred. That's not what I'm saying, but it is it is is as as simple as being able to say these people over here are different from us. They are others, and I say so. So that means they are, <laughs> and we are going to hate them for centuries. Yes, yes, that's exactly the way. That's exactly the way it goes, and it always happens. <laughs> there, the, because the ones that come after, the first thing they learn is do not yeah. question this. Don't question it. Don't Just question. No, 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 no. We hate these people. You are not to mix up with them, and you are not going to question why. Mm-hmm. Do not ask questions. Now, beware, beware, always beware of. Anyone who tells you, don't ask me why, just do this. <laughs> there is no good reason anyone is telling you, don't ask me why, but do this, right? Agreed. And so it, one of the things that we notice, I personally notice in this series also, is whose personality each child takes after. And while Moticia is the one that we view as the morbid one. I mean, with a name like Morticia, right? <laughs> is the morbid one. She must be. And remember, we've always talked about the world's penchant to always blame the woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. And so if there's, if there's a witch among the Adams, if there is a bad one, if there's the one that will suck your blood, it 
has to be the female, right? Like, right. why not? Morticia, right? Meanwhile, uh, uh, the real fucked up one <laughs> is Gomez. Because Gomez is who made Wednesday. And, and it all comes out to light. Morticia is actually like a sweetheart. <laughs> Much in the same way, Fester is... Fester is just scary looking, but he is a big ball of fire, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to watch, and I think I'm ready for more of this. Yeah, I know there's more to come, and yeah. I'm going to be watching. You know, hopefully it doesn't take more than four or five seasons. Otherwise, it gets a bit tiring. But yeah, you know. At, it's at Netflix, one, so at it'll, some it'll point, be like three. Yeah, at some point, this girl's going to be too old to be playing a, a 16-year-old teenager or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm ready for more. I, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I, I want to see the uh, follow the adventures of Wednesday and see, uh, see where she takes us. <laughs> and I, I like the fact that they included Christina Ricci in this... But they didn't make it all about her. Mm-hmm. She was just another character. Mm-hmm. In so much so that I didn't think her character was consequential until the moment that it became consequential. That, to me, was also a fantastic thing. It was It was not so much about the Adams, but it was all about the Adams. It was... Not so much about Wednesday, but it was... So So it seems like the series took its time to explain to you a lot of things that you needed to know, but it didn't make one particular thing about someone else. Uh, I don't know if I'm even making sense. When it needed to tell you where Wednesday was going and why Wednesday was going there, it also always gave you a through line without over-explaining. Yes. And that, to me, is the smart storytelling that we always talk about when when series feels like the 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 writers feel like they have to baby feed you everything because you're too dumb to understand as opposed to just give you a through line and just leave it to you to interpret that's annoying but this series does that perfectly perfectly all the time you're like oh so this is where this is what happened so you get to explain it to yourself and then move on to the next scene i like that i'll take that any day yeah absolutely absolutely i i'm not interested in watching something that's going to talk down to me or you know be condescending and and assume that i can't figure out the simplest plot point give me the pieces and let me figure it out and uh yeah so it's fantastic to see to see that, you know, it's good to watch a show that that respects your intelligence. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's just uh, let's just move on, cause damn it, you've told me enough. I can figure the rest of it for myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the cast, cause again, when if we if we go any further talking about this show, we probably will give a lot of it away, and True. we don't want to do that. True. But there is not a lot of criticizing to do about this show. I'm going to go over the cast. Mm-hmm. And I know that when Jenna Ortega was cast to play Wednesday Adams, there was an outcry. You know, 
like racists always do, you know. Wow, blah, 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 from Christina Ricci to a little Hispanic girl, whatever. You know, for me, that's always a bunch of nonsense. A bunch of nonsense in the sense that if people, people who don't understand fiction are the only ones who think that a character always has to be, has to have some sort of physical characteristic or of a racial type. Um, I don't know that writers write any character thinking, this character is going to be white as day. <laughs> She's going to be of the bloodline of blah, blah, blah. Of course, some characters are written like that. But it, it depends, obviously, depending on the story that is being told. But much in the same way as any art form, everything is subject to interpretation. Yes. Right? And so it's not in black and white, and there's no reason to be creating all kind of hell because, you know, somebody of a certain race is cast to play another a, a character of a certain kind. Because, again, there is no telling as to whether or not the Adams aren't a Spanish-speaking family. Yeah. Because... Gomez Adams, I'm sorry. I'll be honest, I I always I always thought of the Adams family as, as being a, a Spanish speaking family. I I don't know why. It was just that was what I always thought. Maybe because of Raul Julia, I so I was deeply confused by the people who were like, why is this little brown girl playing Wednesday Adams? I'm like, what the hell? Right. And, and what, then, is, what is wrong with you people? Y'all need yes. hobbies. Y'all need, yeah. need hobbies. Exactly. Get a fucking <laughs> life. <laughs> Get a life, you know. But yeah, it was, it, it was weird. But the crazy thing is, Jenna Ortega was born to play this character. And She's fantastic. she is absolutely fantastic in it. It's <laughs> just like, there's no, I have no complaint. This little girl is great as Wednesday Adams. I, I, I love her. She, her sarcasm, you know, sometimes reminds me of Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> she will say some things and do a face and I'm like, yeah, that's Jojo right there. <laughs> really good, man. You didn't see yourself a little bit in there, Jojo? Uh, no, but then I never see myself in anything. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. You need to watch some stuff with my wife because my wife is always finding you in, in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, she's, she's like <laughs> Jocelyn. And I'm like, really? Yeah, no, no. And I'm like, oh, I guess yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Christina Ricci as Mar Marilyn Thornhill. Also great. Like I said, she was in there, but you know, she wasn't trying to steal anybody's thunder. Her character wasn't created for, for her to steal anyone's thunder either. And she was fantastic, mm -hmm. you know. What did you think of Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia Adams? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I um I love Catherine Zeta Jones. I do. I think she's she's very 
I mean, I remember the first time I saw her way back in the 90s, and I thought she was like the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. And she was in some little masterpiece theater production of, I think, Tess of the D'Urbervilles or something like that. But I don't know. I, I, I Something didn't land exactly perfect for me, but I don't know how you felt. So I think for me, it was a bit weird in the sense that I liked that she was cast as Morticia, but she wasn't playing Angelica Houston, but her own version of Morticia Adams. That's true. That's she true. wasn't trying to recreate Angelica that Houston's is, version. That's completely true. And, you know, for a moment, it was believable to me, but also in a weird way, in the sense that she, doesn't, she didn't seem to be related to, to the character of Wednesday Adams. If, if if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like she didn't, she had moments with the character and I like that. Especially the second time when they came for, for Parents Weekend. Mm-hmm. I thought those moments were beautiful. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I didn't feel like they were connected. I didn't feel like, <laughs> I don't know, it, it didn't it didn't quite work for me. That second time, though, I kind of believed it. I kind of saw it. I'm like, eh, this is better. Yeah, yeah it kind of like took a while for the chemistry to, to mesh. Or, yeah. Now, here's my biggest problem is the casting of Luis Guzman as Gomez Adams. My problem is I have no problem with, with Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman is a fantastic actor. God knows he's been around for years and he deserves everything he gets. And I know that I shouldn't compare in terms of performance what one actor does with a character and what the other does. The thing is, when you've seen (laughs) Raul Julia's Gomez Adams, it was, again, a very refined, gentlemanly portrayal. It was, there was a, a, a seniority to, to, to Julia's Gomez Adams. There was a professorial tone to it. Whereas Luis Guzman's Gomez Adams was just, looked like a daily laborer who fucking came into some money. Uh, it was like a, New York construction worker dressed in a mobster pinstripe suit. I did not like it. And I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but I don't know. I don't know if I was the only one who had who had a problem with that, but but that's how I felt. I don't know what what do you think, George? I um so yeah, much like you and I just I always loved Raul Julia and anything that he ever did and 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 he was he always elevated anything that he was in even if it was a crap movie he would be great in it yeah and I remember when he died just being so sad because I was like he had so many wonderful things yes ahead of him and it was just it was too too sudden and too soon but See, that's that's I, I agree with you because I, I thought of the character as being the way he portrayed yes. the character. 
And I believe it's the sort of the similar in the television series as well. It's yes. sort of a, a, a sophisticated sort of, you know, maybe a little goofy or, or funny, but not like, I don't know. I, I, when I saw the trailer, I was, I couldn't figure out who that, who Louis Guzman was playing. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I didn't realize that that was going to be, you know, obviously I realized it, but like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. And then I was like, oh, he's, okay. you know, he's, he's, he's playing he's Gomez. Gomez. Okay. It just didn't, I agree. It didn't, it didn't work for me either. And that's nothing against him at all. I just feel like it was sort of a miscast. Yeah. I just couldn't get over it. Now, maybe if you've never seen any of the other iterations, maybe it works perfectly. Right. You know, of course. You know, yeah. may, maybe we're prejudiced about it from yes. having seen. So I'd love to hear from somebody who's never seen the other ones and who was like, what are you talking about? This guy was fabulous. So uh, that's just, that's just my takeaway from it. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I had difficulty seeing him as Gomez. I, yeah. It's so, and I know that whenever I, I, I propose this, <laughs> This disagreement with, with a caster, you always end up asking me, well, who would you have cast? Yes. And and I'm not saying this because he is also of Puerto Rican descent, much like Luis Guzman is, but I think I would have cast Benicio del Toro for this. Oh, yeah. I, it's, the, it's the actor that comes to mind for me. Benicio del Toro would probably yeah. have done better with this character. Yeah. I don't know if you're listening, if you're watching and you think of someone else, just throw it in there. But my pick would have been Benicio del Toro. I, I think that would have been a better cast casting for, 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 for this one. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that sort of yeah. extra smolder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of the, yeah, like the, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The flair, the, the, the yeah. debonairism, whatever you call it, he yeah. had it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Gwendolyn Christie as Larissa Wilms. <laughs> Either everybody in the world is short or Gwendolyn Christie is a really tall-ass woman. Like, she is a very tall lady. She, man, she is towering over anyone she is in front of in this series. Every, I didn't even realize how tall she was during Game of Thrones, uh, during uh, what the, the last show that we saw her on playing Lucifer. Mate, she is literally towering everyone on this show. Everybody looks short in front of her. Everyone looks short in front of her. And she was great. Like, the way she kept so mysterious in the show that you could never tell on whose side she is, whether she was good or bad. It's, it's a great job, man. Like, it's, like to, to, to stay suspicious like that for the duration of a show, like, no one could ever guess you. That, to me... That was a great acting here. And this character was written perfectly, and I'm glad that she was casting it. Yeah. I, I have kind of a soft spot for her. She's 
she's really interesting to me as an actress. She's she's six foot three. That's how tall she is. Man, um, yes. She uh, six three. She's Jesus. she's uh, just everything she's in. She's she's. I don't know. She, I just have a soft spot for her. I, I li- I'm happy when she's on screen, even if she's not doing good things. <laughs> Man, she brings some class to stuff that you like. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. it, 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 everything she does, there's an extra class added to it that you'd be like, yeah, I'll buy that. You know, what do you think of Isaac Ordonez as Pugsley Adams? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he he was fantastic. He uh, he <laughs> he sold it, man. He sold it. He really did. He He's sold fantastic. it, man. He sold it. You. Yeah. Just a cute little kid, and um, he's, he's like, I know you, you touch me. You're my sister, and you touch me, but I kind of like you, so yes. yeah, we're cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, like classic little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. Emma Myers as Enid Sinclair. I kept thinking, where have I seen this kid? She she looks awfully familiar to me, and I've, I've kept revising series in my head that I've seen her in. And I guess she has a very familiar little face, Emma Myers, as Enid Sinclair. Um, and I kept asking my, uh, myself also, who is Lurch? That dude was great. <laughs> he never spoke <laughs> or anything, great. but he was great. Huh? I, He's uh, Romanian. I've always liked the character of Lurch, so... <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's fun to see. It doesn't look new... like he needed a lot of makeup either. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> His name is George Bursay. Eh? Uh, as they would call him in Romanian. Yeah, and he's, 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 he was great. He, for a silent character, he was great. Like, whenever he, he stood there, I'm like, hey, that's my guy. My guy. Um, what did you think of Fred Armisen as Fester? I I don't know. I'm going to come out right here and tell you I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Do you know why I didn't like it? Because Fred Armisen, yeah, he did look like Fester, to a certain extent. But it always felt like Fred Armisen was on SNL playing Fester Adams and not necessarily playing Fester Adams in, in, in the series. Yeah. Yeah. I agree it, it, with you. It felt like a sketch character. Yeah. And not, and not the character delivered for the series. And yeah. so I didn't like it. I couldn't, couldn't wrap my head around it. And it's not because it was Fred Armisen. It was because Fred Armisen was bad acting on this one. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It just felt like he was playing a, a, a sketch character. I, I like Fred Armisen, but every so often he, I feel like he does that or it yes. comes off that way for me. Like every so often he'll, he'll, he'll be great. And then every so often he'll, he'll just, it, it never lands mm-hmm. quite right. Yeah. It's just, it, as you said, it's like, he's doing a sketch. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, physically, I, I, I guess he was, 
he was there, but I, I just don't think the performance, as you said, was quite up to par. Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't get there. Yeah. One of the characters that was very suspicious to me, mm-hmm. which turned out I was like really, really <laughs> mad wrong about it, was Dr. Kinbot, played by Ricky Lindholm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believed it. I was like, eh, it's either her or the Christina Ricci character, which I, I think I was more suspicious of the Christina Ricci character because she was like, kind of like too good to be true kind of shit. Yeah. Like yeah. every time she had something uplifting to say, I'm like, no, you're too good. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, that was good, man. That was that was awesome. Yeah. I like Rindy, Ricky Lindholm as anyway. She's... <laughs> She yeah. she can be really really good. <laughs> yeah, and she she's good on, on those characters too, like like counselors and you know people who who help out or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. She, she's she's funny <clears throat> when uh, it's been a long time ago now, but Garfunkel and Oates when she was yes with her comedy her comedy yeah. duo. Uh, what is it? I can't remember the girl's first name, but I know her last name is Makuchi. So. Yes, I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. She's yeah, a good, good team. Weird-looking Italian girl with the yes. big eyes, and she's really good at playing odd characters too. Yes, she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what do you think of Joy Sunday? Joy Sunday, she she pops up in shows like that a lot. Uh, this this girl, she has these because like I I could swear wasn't she on uh, the the Sabrina Adventures too. She played a character. Um. Well, you never watched it, did you? The I didn't Teenage watch Witch. that. I didn't watch that one, so I don't know. I, I think I always see her in those mystic, you know, kind of like witchy characters and stuff, and she's very good playing and playing them. Um. That's what I. That's what I. I think. I, I. I think I've seen her in something like that, either Sabrina, or something. But she's a, she's a good little actress. She comes up she, wherever she pops up. You can expect her to deliver. Yeah. Her performance here wasn't bad at all. Yeah, agreed. She's a Fiorello LaGuardia graduate, and she's of Nigerian descent. Musa Mustafa as Eugene Ottinger. I love this kid, man. Uh, with his with his bees and shit, <laughs> like <laughs> what kind of nerd shit is this? Like seriously, out of everything, you the bee guy, <laughs> you know, the guy that needs that seems like he should stay away. This is one of those kids that look like he's allergic to everything. Believe yes, me, I was yes. that kind of kid. I was the kid that couldn't go like I couldn't go outside barefoot. I couldn't. Play a lot outside, depending on what side the sun was fucking shining or whatever. <laughs> like, I was that damn kid, man. I, yeah. I, I was pigeon-toed. I had to wear boots <laughs> and shit. I would fall off my feet all the time. That kid, <laughs> Eugene Ottinger, was that kid, man. And I was like, why is he into bees, man? Bees would kill a kid like that. <laughs> He's living on the edge. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> uh, that was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was great, and uh, just a yeah, it was a great performance. <laughs> yeah, he was a good man. 
That's good. What do you think of uh, this this dude that ended up being a Hunter Doohan? Uh, Tyler. This kid reminds me of a young Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Mm. Hey, he's got that nose, that face. Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, Kevin Bacon has like that pig nose kind of shit that human, yeah, some he, humans have. Yeah, he has that very particular <laughs> kind of facial structure, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can completely see that. So maybe he'll play him in a biopic. <laughs> yeah, maybe if there's any biopic, to, big story to tell about. Kevin Bacon, uh, well, I guess losing all his money to Bernie Madoff yeah, could be a good that. story to tell. Whole uh, six uh, degrees of seven bacon or six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing too. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> 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 all right, it's been fun talking about this show. And again, I was, I was going to watch it, but I didn't have a lot of expectations, even though I knew that. Tim Burton wasn't going to do a bad job, but I wasn't going, to, I wasn't expecting it to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. I think it was great. I think it was fantastic. I can't wait for the next few seasons. And uh, like I said, I can see an entire expansion of the Adams universe uh, if there is such a thing. But if there isn't, that's my idea. <laughs> What are the last words on this one? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, I think if I think if you watch this, you will not be disappointed. I think it's thoroughly enjoyable, and uh, I would love to hear from somebody who has not seen anything previously, and uh, you know, none of the movies or the other series. And I, I would love to see somebody's opinion uh, coming into it with with no prejudices and no uh, pre pre-expectations or anything yeah we've had a lot to say because of course we clearly are fans and uh, are very think very highly of at least the, the movie uh, from the 90s and so we in some cases we're we have been able to to take off the the blindfold and see things for what they are but in some cases we still have trouble you know putting one character next to each other that's the way it is so of course if you've got an opinion and you would like to say something we invite you to say it through our website kickinginstrumentpodcast.com you can just hit the little microphone and record a voice note also you can comment on our youtube uh, session youtube channel also on whatever app that you listen to kickinginstrumentpodcast.com kickinginstrumentpodcast you can also make a comment. We will read it, and we will uh, answer anything you've got to say. Right? You can find Jojo on social media. The only one Jojo will be found at is uh, Instagram. Yes. And, and tell tell folks how to find you, Jojo. I'm KNS co-host. That's it, KNS co-host. And I am Mr. Puzzetta, that's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. And you will find us also on Twitter and on Instagram. We are going to call it a day. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back. Uh, This episode comes out as a podcast on Thursday. We've been live on YouTube. If you just uh, found our show, 
just give us a like hit that bell so that whenever we go live again you can hear what we have to say next week we'll have another series for you thank you very much you've been great and for me for jojo this is goodbye bye everybody thank you for listening to kicking and streaming podcast if you've found value in our content please subscribe and share we would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.